5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, yesterday we uh, started our big questions with who made God and kind of some explored a couple of like subsets of questions underneath that as well. And uh, and I think you know today we'll we'll hit another question um, that's pretty common. Until you start submitting your questions, I'm going to just keep pulling the ones that are uh, the ones that that are get typically asked. And so here's another one: How can a good God send people to hell? So this is on the assumption that one that God sends people to hell against their will. But if we look at 2 Peter, 2 Peter 3, verse 9, it says that God desires all to be saved. So God's desire is not that he's going to send people to hell. And God's desire is not that people would live an eternity without him. God's desire is that all would be saved. Those who are not saved do not will to be saved. Jesus said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those, those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. So one of the uh, favorite um you know, C.S. Lewis quotes on, on this subject in particular. He says, The door of hell is locked on the inside. All who go there choose to do so. There are only two kinds of people in the end, those who say to God, Thy will be done, and those to whom God says in the end, Thy will be done. All that are in hell choose it, Lewis says. Without that choice, there could be no hell. No soul that seriously and constantly desires joy will ever miss it. Those who seek find to those who knock, it is opened. So, does this change a perspective that you've had in particular when it comes to the idea of hell? Now, here's the thing. When we've looked at some other passages, like Jesus says, when he comes back again, he's like, I'm going to separate the sheep from the goats, right? Or he's using the, the phrases like, and, and the, this chafe will be thrown into the fire and burned, like, you know, in reference to those who are unbelievers, right? I mean, and I think it's always the perspective. It's this, and, and maybe it's probably also because that over time, the, that the church has used hell almost as a, um, you know, one of those things that like, hey, like, let's dangle this, this, this bad carrot, you know, like, you don't want this. And if you don't want hell, then this is what you have to do. And that's the danger of legalism. When you're leading with the law, it's always going to be dangerous. So this past weekend, we talked about the buzzkill God in church. And that buzzkill God is all based on this whole idea of a very legalistic system. It's, 
if you do all of these things, God's going to be pleased with you and you're going to get a greater reward or even just a, a re- the reward of heaven. And it's on that legalistic system that people are looking at this and saying, so I've got to stick through this whole like boring part of church or I've got to stick through this whole boring part of every, you know, like safe, boring, uh, like this doesn't sound good. Why would I want to be a part of a system that is all about the rules and regulations? And that is the system that some people put forward because they are then calling themselves the gatekeepers. We're going to tell you who's out. We're going to tell you who's in. And as soon as somebody else becomes a gatekeeper that's not God, this is bad. Because the gatekeeper wants to keep their position of power. The gatekeeper is going to say, hey, I'm going to judge for you who's going to be in and who's going to be out. I'm going to tell you who's going to be sent to hell. And that's where we get these these crazy um, pieces about what it is that, that hell's all about. And this is the reason why some people are like, well, at least if I go to hell, I'll be with all my friends and we'll have a big party. Like, no, here's the thing. Like, you know, <laughs> hell is going to be the separation. God is going to separate. I mean, and, and so heaven's full of good and hell is the separation of all that is good. So your party is going to be weeping, gnashing of teeth. Oh, yeah. Not not fun. Like, I don't know why you'd want to choose that. Don't choose hell. Um, so here's what we know, is that God is just. And because God is just, he has to punish sin. Um, but we also see God is love. Love cannot work um, coercively, but, it also, but only persuasively. Forced love is a contradiction in terms. So God's love demands that there be a hell where persons who do not wish to love can experience the great divorce when God says to them, thy will be done. When you're looking at your will, are you placing it above God's? When you think about eternity, do you think about the existence then of being able to be in the presence of God for all eternity? No more tears, no more pain, no more sickness, no more death. You see, that's the part where God has invited us into this great banquet. Let's not say, God, I don't care about you. My will be done because God's going to say, okay, there's going to be your will and it will be done, but it's not going to be good. All right, we're going to end there for today. If you've got more questions about this subject of you know, why does a good God send people to hell and add it to the comments and we can even add to it uh, uh, later on. So.